teacher friend. Welcome to another episode of Simply Teach, a podcast for teachers and by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. I'm a former teacher turned classroom organization and management coach. My passion is to help teachers just like you organize, manage, just love their classrooms. Each episode is full of simple ways to engage your students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. Because y'all, I know teaching is hard, but I am so glad that you're here. Hey teachers, you're listening to episode number 19. This week is a mini so talking about ways to organize student papers. There's a lot of student papers and it can be so hectic to keep up with them all, which is why I'm talking about it today. You can find more info on the blog, Organizing Student Papers. Just go to my website in the top right corner. You can search it. There's a search bar. You can type in Organizing Student Papers and it'll come up. Or you can head over to my YouTube channel and you can watch me there talk about how I organize student papers. My YouTube channel is The Simply Organized Teacher as well. I want to remind you about Patreon. It's an online platform that allows patrons to contribute monthly to the podcast and the blog. You can choose from one of three tiers and depending on which tier you choose, you get additional content from me. There's a $2 tier, a $5 tier, a $15 tier. You can head to patreon.com slash the simply organized teacher to read more information and sign up. You get two resource guides this month. One is a guide to help you organize student papers. And the next one will be with episode number 21 in a couple weeks about teacher self-care and teacher routines. So guys head to patreon.com slash the simply organized teacher to sign up and find out more. with all of my buckets and bins to show you how I organized all my paperwork that my students had. So I'm going to take you through each of these bins, what they were for, how I used them. So let's get started. Okay, so let's start with these. This is where I store all of my lesson plan materials because the papers that the kids are going to be getting come from your lessons and what you have planned. So I just use these material drawers and I have another video on my blog that you can check out. Uh, and in each drawer is folders for the different subjects that I taught, reading, writing, and math. I talk about it a lot all over the place on my blog, on my Instagram stories, everywhere, about making sure that lesson plans are done before you leave Friday afternoon. And I just pop everything in here so that way I have it ready to go whenever it's time to teach the subject. So that's one thing I would recommend getting these material bins. They're super cheap and cost-effective on Amazon. I got mine at Target. I popped some cute labels in them. If you are listening on the podcast, you can't see. So what I'm talking about is the plastic drawers. They are 12 by 12. I, You know what? I actually think I got them at Hobby Lobby because I got them in the scrapbooking section. But they're big enough to fit almost any uh, papers or paperwork that you have. So I have these. I had them sitting on a bookshelf really close to all my materials so I could easily access them in the middle of a lesson. Okay, next I'm gonna talk about the process of once the papers are out and the kids have done the work, what do I do with those papers next? So the first thing I did is I had turn-in bins and I had a different one for each class so that way they could put them in. In years past when I taught self-contained and I taught multiple subjects then I would have a different tray or bin like the ones pictured here to put for each subject. Once kids turned in their work, uh, one of the classroom jobs was a paper organizer. So their job was to go to the bins and put all the papers in nice neat order, make sure they're all facing the same way. When I first started teaching, I would like put them in number order so it would be easier to put in the grade book, but I found it wasn't worth the time that I spent putting them in order or asking a kid to put them in order. Anyways, Classroom job, kid organizes the papers and then puts them in like the 
crisscross where one paper is vertical, the next stack of papers is horizontal, vertical, horizontal, stacking them, you know what I'm talking about? And then they would paper clip them and set them on my U table. That told me this is all done, it's time for you to grade it. I pop them into my accordion fold, uh, whatever you call this thing, like one of those expandable folder things. And I had, I would just pop in uh, what, it kind of depended on what I was doing at the time. So if I had a ton of worksheets, for one class, I may just put them by this class together, this class, and then if I just had a few things, I may sort them by the type of worksheet. It just depended, it didn't really matter. Anyways, I kept it in this because I could grade them at school or I could take it home, it easily fit in my teacher bag and I could take them home and grade them. While I was grading, I would make piles. So I had a blue group and a green group. I would make a pile for blue group done, blue group need to finish or correct. Green group done, green group need to correct and finish. I would then paper clip all those papers together and stick them back in here in the back with the labels to the mailbox or to be corrected. This way I could easily see or easily separate uh, what my kids needed to redo and then what could actually go ahead and go home. All right, now everything's done and graded. I've got my accordion fold, folder thing, whatever you want to call it, full with papers that need to go home. So I would just pop them into the trays, one for blue group, one for green group, and then my mail person, super easy, all they had to do was take those papers and file them in the mailbox. I used just a big box that uh, has a lid on it and it's legal size, so you can see it's pretty large. And inside, you might be able to see, I don't know, are legal size folders with numbers on them and the mail person could just uh, put the papers from the trays into the mailbox. They usually had a list on the back, the wall right behind the mailboxes, so that way they could see uh, numbers for students and if kids like forgot to put their numbers or something, they could look easily and see, oh, Kelly, she's number three, put in number three. Uh, I had two classes, you know, I've talked about, so this first half is all of the like ugly army green color and then the rest are like more colorful colors can you see and they knew which that my homeroom was usually the ones up here and the other class was the one back here so that's how the mailboxes went when kids finished work and it was done completely and correctly i graded it it's good to go pops in the mailbox by the mail person and then uh goes home whenever you clean out the mailboxes look here's kid work that clearly never got cleaned off and more kid work. I guess I should probably throw that away. All right, now let's talk about what I would do with the papers that I put in the accordion fold that said to be corrected or um, maybe they were absent and missed it. Here's the process I went through with that. If a kid did not make uh, an adequate grade or they missed some or perhaps they were absent, I had a separate crate. And you could use something, a file box like this, or I also used just those milk crates. And these two have hanging files in them with numbers on them. I did a lot of, my kids always every year had a roster number. Teacher friends, I wanna take a second to tell you about my ebook, The Simply Organized Classroom. This ebook is full of tips, tricks, ideas, and resources for you. There's seven different chapters. Here, I'll read them to you really quick. First chapter is looking pretty, classroom layout and aesthetics. 
Chapter two, the simply organized classroom organization tips. Chapter three, establishing an environment, classroom management plans. Chapter four, staying sane in the classroom, establishing routines. Chapter five is taking back your time, time management techniques. Chapter six, smiles, tears, and fears, tips for first year teachers. And chapter seven is teaching isn't just in the classroom, school dynamics. So I talk about each of those things in the ebook. You can get it by heading over to the Simply Organized Teacher website. Click shop on the top menu bar and you'll see it right there. You can also use the code SIMPLYTEACH to get 10% off any purchases you make in the shop. When I was grading, I would not add in a grade to the grade book for that kid, for that activity, because they didn't correct it or didn't do it correctly, whatever. So then when I came back to school, if I was grading at home, I could easily look down the list and see which kids were missing work. So if you look right here, you can see this is my missing work chart and there are 24 numbers on here and they're about the size of a sticky note. So I would look through my grade book and see which kids were missing different work and then I would give pop the, like take a sticky note for them, write whatever activity it was they were working. So it was really easy because I could just look at my grade book at the kid's name and say they were number seven, look at number seven all across and see which different activities they would write were missing and then I would write them on a sticky note and put the sticky note on top of their number. And then I, I also tip because a lot of times sticky notes fell off, I would write their number in the corner of the sticky note. And then they could come in the next morning and see, oh, my number has a sticky on it, I'm missing work and they could look and see exactly what they needed to do. Any of the work that was in the accordion fold that needed to be corrected, I would, I personally would put in this crate and their number. So this was great because if they didn't complete the work or if they were absent, I could just put whatever worksheets right here in their desk or in their folder. And then they knew to come in and they could go straight to their folder and grab whatever they needed. Lastly, I wanna talk about how you handle work from home or papers from home, notes from parents, whatever. These three drawer plastic bins are a great resource. I had a ton of them all over my room in cabinets because you pop a little label on it. You can see it's not cute. I'm not worried about being cute because this was in my cabinet, so it didn't really matter. And right here is order forms. So if we were ordering t-shirts, every time they would bring it in, I could just pop them in this drawer. I have a drawer for scholastic order forms, so I could put stuff in there and then I this is, yeah, a miscellaneous store. So a lot of times, because I was student council uh, advisor or whatever, I would pop uh, whatever student council forms in here to hang on to. Again, all I talk about on like, I feel like every podcast or every blog, I am reiterating the fact that everything needs a home. And so by just getting a bunch of drawers and labeling them, you give everything a home, you give everything a place to go. So then when people bring stuff in, kids bring stuff in, uh, teammate brings stuff into you, you know exactly where it goes and you can pop it right in there. All right, y'all, that is it for student papers, how I organize them. I just walked you through the process. Again, give everything a home, give everything a routine, then you don't have to worry about it. Good luck, guys. Thank y'all for listening. If you have a minute, will you head over to iTunes to rate and review the podcast? It's really easy and it's how other people can find the podcast. Also, don't forget you can find out how to contribute to the podcast and the blog while getting additional content 
by heading to patreon.com slash the simply organized teacher. I'll see y'all next week. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. Don't forget to head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com for all of the show notes, links to things we talked about, and you can sign up for my email list there. Also, be sure to find the Facebook group because I want to be your social media friend. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com. Thank you.